This is episode 498 of the AWS podcast, released on January 2nd, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the AWS Podcast, Sam Leisha here with you, great to have you back and this is another episode of our African Stories series and of course I'm joined by Clive Charlton who's one of our Senior Solution Architect Managers here at AWS. G'day Clive, how are you doing? Thanks very much Simon, good to be back. Good to have you back. And we are joined by a special guest today. We're joined by Sean Dipnell, who is CEO of Explore Data Science Academy, amongst many other things. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on board. It's, a, it's a great to tell some stories from uh, different locations around the world. Now, uh, as I mentioned in, in another episode of this series, uh, I think Australians and South Africans are, are familiar with one another, mainly for, for the uh, intense heat and passion for rugby and cricket. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that today, are we? Because <laughs> I'm going to be on the wrong end of that conversation. Well, well certainly f- uh, for our rugby, our cricketer hasn't been that good for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, let's launch in. Tell us a bit about your organization and, and what it is you do there. Yes, yeah, so I work uh, for the Explore Data Science Academy. Uh, I'm the CEO there. Um, in my sort of past, I was, a, was an actuary, so sort of come from a very sort of data and analytical background, you know, writing algorithms to predict sort of when people will die and their cars will be stolen. So that's my sort of history. Um, what we do at Explore is we teach, you know, data science at scale and we branched out into data engineering, data analytics, uh, business intelligence, deep learning. So all those sort of, you know, recent tools and technology around data science and AI we teach. Uh, we teach it uh, obviously in South Africa. Uh, we've got a couple of campuses around the country, gone online and, and, and sort of teach people uh, part-time and we have scaled into Africa. So, you know, teaching data science at scale on campus and online across Africa and into Africa, I guess, is, is what we do. Sean, um, th- thanks for that. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about um, Explore Academy's mission and the problems you're trying to solve in, in Africa. Yeah, so the, the sort of genesis or long story there was, I was a, a chief actor in corporate South Africa, so running large analytics teams. And the skill sets uh, we needed, we, we couldn't find. We were looking for, you know, back then they weren't called data scientists. They were called analysts or quants or actuaries and, and not the sort of old traditional ones. The, 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 you know, guys and girls who could spin up uh, a Jupyter notebook and write code and sort of quickly uh, solve problems with, with software and data science. So there's this massive demand for those skills uh, in the current organizations that were in. And it was clear that that was across Africa, Africa and the world, right? So this massive demand for these new fourth industrial revolution skills uh, to sort of use a cliche and the supply in South Africa just wasn't there. So, you know, the universities back then, there were no data science courses. Um, they weren't sort of teaching coding at, in any respect at the universities. So the quantity and quality of these skills just weren't there, you know, maybe 20 to 50 a year were sort of being supplied and the, the industry needed tens of thousands. So that massive supply demand mismatch uh, uh, locally, sort of in Africa and global, globally was, was apparent. And in South Africa, there was nobody solving that problem, right? So myself and a few actual friends quit our jobs, cashed in our, our shares and, and set up the Explore Data Science Academy with the mission of you know, teaching these critical scarce skills for our economy. Yeah, thank you for that. And what do you think makes your market in, in, in Africa and the, the challenges you're, you're facing unique? Yeah, so we have uh, many, many challenges in South Africa and Africa, uh, and all very unique, right? So, so a, a couple of them uh, off the cuff. I mean, massive affordability issues. We don't have a rich society, and um, you know the cost of these courses, you know, in the US and the UK, you know, General Assembly, Audacity, edX, you know, they 
they're often thousands of dollars for like a short boot camp, and that's just beyond the means of, of most uh, of the sort of continents. You know, the next problem is that, you know, at least in South Africa, our primary and secondary education is, is quite weak. And by that, I mean, you know, the, the sort of the outcomes for maths and science, I think the second worst or worst in the world. So you've got students who sort of don't have the foundations or grounding to sort of start learning data science or software. You know, another problem is connectivity. You know, connectivity is quite scarce only in sort of urban centers. So if you live, you know, in vast parts of the country, you can't get access to the internet, right? So you put those three things together, you know, affordability, connectivity, and sort of our foundational schooling. And yeah, those are big challenges uh, to solve. And being in South Africa, we think we're best positioned to solve them. I think it's an interesting, interesting proposition because, you know, we're really talking about the fourth industrial revolution and, and it's fascinating for me to hear you talk about education in, in machine learning and very advanced technologies. So this is not about catch up as so much as, as leap forward into the future, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I believe, and we've seen and can sort of point to evidence where, you know, there's, there's incredibly smart people on the continent. And, you know, lots of raw talent, lots of hunger, you know, lots of sort of, you know, desire to, to make it, right? And, and you sort of get that skill, you know, you give them the right support and the right tools, and they can really leapfrog and sort of, you know, be sort of world leading in these new tools and technologies. I think it's a, it's a bit of a theme, and I think, you know, Clive, you might have a view on this too, is that there's a bit of a theme here that it's, it's about giving people the possibility, the, the, the potential is there, but the possibility hasn't always been there. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, some of our customers that I'm working with now are employing graduates from the Explore Data Science Academy, and I can see how they're performing. And, you know, in, in Africa, in as a generalization, I think there's been a, a long history of limited opportunities for large portions of the population. And given the talent that really does exist in Africa, opening these opportunities up is, is a huge leap forward for us. And just to add, you know, I think there's a billion people in, in Africa. I think two in five are, are youth, so 400 million. I think, you know, Africa is the largest sort of youth population in the world. And exactly that, there's, there's so much talent and opportunity uh, within that. You know, what we do quite well is a lot of our students, we source scholarships and bursaries. And in addition to that, they get a monthly stipend to pay for their living costs and accommodation. So it's not only providing the, the education sort of uh, service, it's sort of providing the funding opportunities to get these youngsters able to spend that time learning, which is, uh, you know, transformational. That is, that's tremendous because that's, that's addressing the socioeconomic problem as well as just the access to, to education. Let's, let's maybe pivot across to technology for a moment. Yeah, you know, what potential do you think cloud technology offers in terms of your organization and what it does, but also the, the, the African economy in general? Yeah, I mean, to state the obvious, I mean, it's absolutely transformational. It's the future. It's it's critical, right? I mean, we, you know, everything we do is in the cloud. So we're teaching in the cloud from day one. You know, we work with AWS. Uh, all our students are working on AWS, spinning up the instances, you know, writing their code and doing their projects on AWS. Their sort of internships at the companies, that's all done all done in AWS. And that's just a, almost like a non-negotiable set of skills to enter the, the new economy. And what all the employees are looking for, right? Like all the all these uh, employees, you know, that's you know one of the top three things they're looking for on the CV, uh, whether a student can do that or not. And that that hands-on experience is important, isn't it? I guess that that you know, in the, in the past it was hard to say, well, get access to your uh, uh, enormous cluster of compute or what have you. Whereas really, what you're focusing on is not just giving the theoretical skills, but the practical skills. No, exactly, and and that's a core philosophy or principle of the of the academy. And I didn't mention that up front, so. 
So I lectured at university and I spent far too long at university. Uh, a lot of the colleagues and co-founders were lecturers and, uh, and sort of very senior in the, in the university. And as much as I love academia, right, it, it is quite theoretical. It was set up, you know, hundreds of years ago. It's, it's sort of, you know, it's an old paradigm that I think uh, needs to be redefined or, or sort of reimagined. And exactly in that paradigm, you in a class on your own with a teacher writing on a, on a board, triple integrals, you sort of, you know, learning uh, uh, the theory. And then you, with your books, you know, once every quarter writing down the sort of uh, answers to an exam question, right? Which is very much not preparing you for work. I mean, preparing you for work is working in teams, solving problems under deadlines and sprints, you know, iterating, forming new teams. It's soft skills, it's hard skills, you know, that whole sort of work simulation is not at all what the university teaches you and is what our academy does, right? I mean, our academy is is exactly that. You, you're working in three-week sprints in teams with a problem, writing code in the cloud to present to, to industry, right? And that muscle, which is a practical real-world muscle, is is exactly what companies need and exactly what companies love when they hire our students. You know, from day one, they're in the business solving problems versus a university PhD who sort of on day one doesn't really know what to do. Yeah, and if I could add to that, Sean, um, you, you know, not only are your graduates coming out with data science and data engineering skills, they're coming out with cloud skills as well. And in Africa, where cloud adoption is still at, at an early stage, they have this additional experience um, with using AWS and understanding of, of cloud, which is, uh, I think, going to be another skill in really high demand in Africa. You know, your your students get to experiment and innovate with AWS during during their course. And that's what they need to know in in the real world as well. You know, innovation is is all through experiment. And, you know, the students and early adopters can use things like I guess, you know, the free tier to start experimenting, you know, early and quickly without having to, you know, spend a lot of money. Um, uh, most of our services have a free tier, which means that they can use the service for free to experiment and start that early experimentation. Yeah, just to, just to add to that, I mean, one of the, uh, what we think is an assumption which, which we challenge is, you know, to do data science, you need a PhD in pure maths and engineering to write these deep neural networks to be able to solve something. I mean, that's cool and true, but but with AWS, for example, you've got you know thousands of of of, of APIs. Uh, you've got SageMaker. You've got the free tier. You can with without a PhD in maths, you know, build all these models, connect all these APIs, solve all these difficult problems. You know, using this ecosystem of power that AWS uh, gives you, right? So, so a lot of sort of the new skill sets is working within the cloud and experimenting with the APIs, which is different to, you know, having a PhD in sort of matrix multiplication. And Sean, did, have you seen a change since the, the launch of the, the AWS region in South Africa around the, the adoption of, of cloud technology in the region? We definitely have. So, so the, the sort of rate at which our students are in demand are higher because now there's, you know, it's, 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 it's in the region and companies are, are moving to cloud faster than what they were a year or two ago. So absolutely, the employability of our students uh, has increased and the, the sort of applications for the course has increased, right? We've got a, a big uptick in, in people wanting to do the course because it's becoming more visible how important, you know, cloud, data science, AWS is uh, going to be. And I think it's interesting how accessible you've, you've made your, your courseware because you talked about some of the, the social change, but also the fact that you can micro-credential or, or I think nano-credential is another way you've looked at it in terms of just those small bite-sized chunks to get going. 
so that we have people in the job market who have skills who are very employable, but also are evolving their knowledge as well. Exactly. So, so we've got what we call digital skills, which is a six-week uh, qualification in inverted commas, the nanos, which are six months, and then the qualifications, which are 12 months. So depending on where you're at, you might be employed 40 years old on a six-week uh, uh, refresh on SQL or on Python or on uh, regression, or uh, you're a youngster coming out of university and you want a one-year immersion, right? So absolutely, all these micro to macro uh, immersions to, to pick up skills uh, that you require. And Sean, I, I just wanted to ask, um, you know, how how do you source your students and and at the caliber to complete the course, and and are they across all, all of Africa? Yeah, so that's a, an interesting question, or an interesting story. I mean, four years ago, we we came up with this idea. We quit our jobs. Uh, you know, Explore wasn't a name or a brand. Data science, AWS was still quite uh, uh, not that sort of uh, above the radar in South Africa. We then put out an advert on uh, my broadband and we got 15,000 applications in 48 hours, which was like, whoa, how did that happen? We then take students through a a series of sort of aptitude and attitude tests, sort of uh, IQ pattern recognition, uh, problem solving type stuff. And then we pick the top. Uh, Back then it was 100, now it's about 500. So the, the demand is incredible, right? I mean, if we had more scholarships, we would allow get more people on. But typically, we, we take 15,000 to about 500. Uh, that was a new one. Now we get, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 applications across Africa, and we're accepting, you know, 500 to, to 1,000. That's for the scholarships. Uh, you can now come and do our courses and pay tuition fees yourself, and we get, you know, thousands of people applying for that across Africa. And those are typically the the mid-career, um, 30, to, 30 to 40, and I want to, you know, just sort of upgrade the latest uh, technology. So, yeah, I mean, the, the short story is the, the demand for these skills in Africa, or at least through explorers, is, is incredible. I mean, it's, it's tens of thousands. That's some amazing numbers there. What a, what a fantastic story. Hey, Sean, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing some insight into what's going on in uh, one of the most interesting continents in the world. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I enjoyed that. And thanks, Clive, for joining me and, and helping us navigate with the, with the local eye on the topic. Thank you very much, Simon. Always a pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We do love to get your feedback at podcast at Amazon.com is the place to do that. And until next time, keep on building.